0: Welcome to Creative Hood, I'm Melanie, and today we are joined by Grant.
1: Hi Melanie, how's it going? It's
0: going well, how are you?
1: I'm so good. What do you do? So um, I'm an entrepreneur and a community developer. Very cool.
0: So. There's a lot to talk about. Until today, I didn't really know what you did. (laughs) So I wanna start at the beginning. What did you study and where did it go from there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think by heart, I've always been an entrepreneur, but I'm very analytical as well. I'm sort of a data-driven entrepreneur. And so um, I studied a very technical um, sort of background. I was a finance major with a bit of entrepreneurship. and then I got into the legal practice. I went to law school, graduated law school, and then through a series of um, sort of misfortunate events, uh, continued to get sort of pushed back into entrepreneurship. So, very quickly got pushed out of the pure practice of law and had to figure it out on my own um, and, and sort of um, build from the ground up and, and, and really use that entrepreneurial uh, skill set.
0: It's crazy. What made you want to get into that in the first place?
1: Into entrepreneurship? Um, I'm a rule breaker. Um, So I just uh, every every job I've had, um, I've just never wanted to work within existing systems. Um, And and so is is you you're trying to figure out exactly how you're going to add value in the world, how you're going to fit from a career perspective. Which personally I really don't like the the phrase career um, you know as it, you're trying to figure that out you know I, I, I very quickly found out that I really didn't fit into one or two buckets um, and and so you one thing at a time you know early, early on in my childhood um, you know I was running um, you know soccer soccer um, uh, you know soccer events and in sort of starting small businesses when I was in high school and And so it's just a early on, you know, passion of
0: mine. Very cool, how did the soccer events go? What'd you learn from them?
1: It was cool, it was cool. I learned that, um, I learned the importance of consensus building and understanding who the different people um, in a marketplace or community are that you need to gather together in order to have a successful outcome, right? And so as as I've continued on in my career, when people ask me what I do, you know, it's easy to say, Mark, it's easy to say sort of you know, entrepreneur. It's easy to say I'm a lawyer, um, but I don't think that really truly defines me. What really defines me is that I'm a marketplace builder, right? Like I'm able to understand um, who the consumer is, um, understand the problem that exists for that potential consumer. Uh, identify the people that need to be able to uh, build a product in order to deliver that to the end consumer. Fundraise and identify who the people are that want to put money into a business and develop a plan and execute. So um, early on, when I was you know running soccer camps of my own rather than being an employee of other people's soccer camps, um, you know I learned a lot of those things of you know how to lever relationships. Um, whether that was with my, you know, my ex-soccer coach, right? Not looking at relationships as linear or sort of something that starts and ends, but as relationships that you, you know, you need to start building clusters of relationships around so that you can, you know, th- those outcomes down the road can build into something like a business.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very non-linear way of thinking of business. Yeah. So, did you learn that in school, or is that kind of instinct? Or
1: I, I'd say it's got to be instinct, right? Um, I guess I'm a little bit of uh, polar opposites, where I, I do think I have very much of an analytical, linear process because finance and law, right? They're very similar, where you're 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 going from A to B, and you know, and, and trying to get to an endpoint and it's pretty straight shot. Um, and so, you know, by, by sort of training, I'm analytical, but um, again, I, I think just, I think it's probably a lot of just DNA. I think it's just really who you are and kind of how you're built. And and, and, and I guess a little bit of it comes into um, how, you know, being self-aware and understanding what you want out of life and when you sit back and, and look at what you want out of life, and hopefully it's something big um, and something that can impact a lot of people, you can't be linear um, because great things that are built are not along paths that other people have walked before. And so by its very nature, entrepreneurship can't you know can't be linear. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are linear components to executing within entrepreneurship. But the creation, the creation process early on of, you know, issue spotting, um, you know, relationship building, uh, you have to think. I think of in clusters rather than in sort of lines.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Very cool. Um, so, what were your first steps into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I,
1: you know, I don't know if I have first steps. I, I think I, I, I did study it in in school. Okay. Um, The only reason why I joined the entrepreneurship program was because a friend of mine was doing it. Honestly, I didn't want to do it because again, it was just sort of a too structured of a format because I was in school. It was sort of like learn entrepreneurship in a school. And I just sort of thought that was kind of BS. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so I originally was not going to do it. And so to some degree, principles and terminology and um, network and those sorts of things, like was like those things were learned in in my schooling. But uh, look, I'm very much like my dad. I'm one of four boys. I'm the most like my dad and my dad is a troublemaker. You know, my dad is a rule breaker. My dad is a C student. Um, But he's been an entrepreneur his entire life. In, in a different format and sort of the small and medium business area where I've gotten a lot more into the tech, you know, scalable, big company side, but we're exactly the same. So, you know, I certainly I got into it partially because of the schooling and, and the traditional formats where you learn. But I think a lot of it is DNA. A lot of it is my dad's influence. And I, I think a lot of it is those early years when I was starting soccer camps instead of being a part of soccer camps that, um, that, that, that probably formed a, a lot of those understandings of, of what I wanted to do within the world, but you know, not really understanding exactly where it was gonna go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have this idea of like their career, they studied this, they're gonna do this, and they know what they're gonna do for the rest of their life. And that puts a lot of pressure on people Mm. like I got to figure it out now where it's it winds back and forth like you may start in one place and then end up in something completely different.
1: Uh, So uh, it's something I've learned very much because, again, I've got that linear analytical brain. Right. And so when I'm within a business and I'm leading an organization, which I have in the past, um, there's a lot of expectation around objectives and like key results. Um, and so quite frankly, I think that's impacted the way that I've led it to the detriment of the people that i have been around. And so through those poor interpersonal experiences of leading, I've learned to be much more directional and not so uh, playbook, right? Like there's a certain direction we're trying to go and it may veer a little left or right, but as long as we're headed in that general direction, you know, we're, we're doing what we need to do.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good way to think of it. Um, so what do you do now?
1: What do I do now? So um, I, I previously was the CEO of a small publicly traded company. Uh, I sort of got spit out of the uh, legal practice into an early stage startup. I helped build that company, was CEO of that company. Uh, and then again, got pushed out of that company. So that led me into again, like identifying what I really want to do in this world for the next, you know, 60 years of my life, uh, which would mean that I'd be 95.
0: Congratulations. Thank you.
1: I've, I've got a long life <laughs> ahead of me. But um, as, as I was going through that process, um, look, there was obviously a reaffirmation of entrepreneurship in building something from scratch. And, um, and so, but I had to figure out what community or audience I was going to spend time doing. And, and so uh, for the last two and a half years, I've been helping companies do the same thing that I built with the previous company. Product is market ideas there. and We've got to scale and grow it and start generating revenue. Um, and, and so I've been doing that for the last two and a half years, working with, you know, three or four companies at a time. Um, but honestly, like, again, when we talk about career and, and when someone asks you like, Hey, what do you do? Um, like I don't always just focus on, Hey, I'm helping these three companies build themselves. Um, you know, my life coming out of that last company I ran, uh, has become very integrated where everything works collectively together for a purpose. And generally my purpose is getting a diverse group of people together, sparking collaboration to build stronger communities. Um, you know, hopefully we're doing that within companies, but uh, helping these companies grow is not, you know, is just a component of what I spend my day and my weeks doing mm-hmm. and what my purpose, what purpose in my life there is. Um, I mean, to be fair to the career side, like, you know, uh, you know, I am looking at potentially going full time with one of these companies, but it's very, very, very important to me that it's not about building a company It's about having a personal mission that we've been put here on this earth to do, and making sure that not just building individual companies, but the the rest of the time that you spend, uh, that it's all working towards the same outcome.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that perfectly transitions into what do you do outside of work?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, again, like I wouldn't consider it outside of work. I I, I, it's all your work.
0: It's all it's all the
1: same, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I spend, you know, I spend maybe, um, you know, maybe 60% of my time, I guess, helping technology companies build um, this sort of entrepreneurship thing, uh, which is, you know, sexy and all that. Um, The rest of my time is doing the same thing, but um, just generally in the community. And so I, I believe that entrepreneurship is a tool for any setting. Um, entrepreneurship, to me, is not just about building a business. It's a skill set about owning your life, right? Uh, ownership is not just a legal concept, right? It is a mentality, and uh, more of us need to own our lives, right? We, when when you think about building a business. When you think about building a business, you have to assess like what, what the problem, what the solution is and um, what the mission of what you're trying to do within that problem solution. And all of us need to be doing the same thing for our lives. And so I just see entrepreneurship as a prism or as a blueprint for living a great life. Assuming that that makes sense, right? Um, you know, the goal is to you know engage within a community um you know get to know people get to know what their passions are and help them build what they want out of their lives and so what that means is not just building you know and and doing the entrepreneurship thing within tech but i'm very involved in my community uh in hoboken in hudson county in general and um and i run an organization called connect which again its purpose is to Uh, bring a diverse group of people together to spark collaboration for a stronger community. And that involves developing connection opportunities um, and then programming, which is related to entrepreneurship. So um, we host community dinners every month. Uh, And again, the goal is just to get a diverse group of people together in order to identify similarities and differences. Mm -hmm. In my mind, the goal is to then pair people so that they can uh, you know, build really cool things and, mm-hmm. and sort of be able to experience that concept of entrepreneurship. Um, uh, we've got a lot of other partnerships in the, organ- in, in, in the uh, community, including uh, the college in town, the, the city of Hoboken, uh, the Hoboken Housing Authority, all sorts of things. And so I do a bunch of events, uh, hosting community dinners. Uh, we uh, host a group uh, that plays pickleball. And uh, we have a- Which we
0: just came from. Which we
1: just came from. And it's uh, very hot out there. It's very sweaty. But mm-hmm. Mel was riding her cool scooter.
0: Super cool. She's
1: looking super mm-hmm. cool.
0: With the tassels on the side and the basket. And-
1: She's, somewhere lying. Somewhere. She's lying. <laughs> She's lying. This is the good part about podcasts. is like you can't <laughs> see her lying face. But yeah, so, so look, there's a lot of things I do, but the goal is all the same, which is to spark collaboration for people to find what they want to do with their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Which has been really cool to see because people that aren't going to cross paths, cross paths playing a sport or eating food together or connecting over business ventures. And so you kind of hit on a bunch of different things, which now makes sense with kind of like your philosophy of life of just like this cluster and that cluster. And like it all comes together and works together. Um, so what would you say to the person who has an idea and they want to start pursuing something of their own? Hmm. What steps yeah. can they start taking today Yeah, to live this life?
1: For sure. So, I mean, use cases, right? Like, which is just start testing. I mean, that, that's the first thing is just go out and do it. Um, find, your first, find your friend who is your first customer, right? So if, if you know that there's a problem and, and a solution to that problem and you have some sort of what's called an MVP, a minimal viable product, just start testing, right? Um, I don't know that this is going to answer directly your question, but... Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I look at my, I think you have to look at your finances differently, uh, as part of it. And if you really want to build a company, if you have a full-time job and you're making whatever, you know, $7,000 a month, um, you need to look at a way that you can leverage that money. And so I, I think about my money very differently than other people do. Um, first of all, like financial stability is super important. And I can't say I'm the best of that because I just spend, I spend a lot of my time and money investing into projects and other people, maybe mm-hmm. to maybe just some detriment. Mm-hmm. But I think that people need to look at their money a little bit differently. As long as they're financially stable, they need to be taking a piece of that money every every month and be investing not only in developing products, but um, employing other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um I, you know I have a lot of side projects and I cannot move all of them forward myself, right? So assuming you have a product and a solution and you can start developing um, you know, the marketplace where you're actually transacting with a customer, I think the second step is to leverage the money that you already make and put it to work, which is which means hiring people, you know, employing people. But instead of us you know looking at our, our personal income as something that we can leverage, uh, you know, we, we, tend to either spend it on things that, you know, for, um, you know, enjoyment, um, or we spend it on, uh, or we save it. And so if you really want to build something great, like I would argue reallocate, you know, $500 a month, a thousand dollars a month into hiring somebody at $20 an hour to be able to help you, you know, carry that on. And what that does is also you've already created a mini cluster, right? Like you now have a partner to go and help execute with you. Um, And then then you can cluster off of that. And so uh, the two things I would say are go out and test and just start doing, um, and then figure out how to piece it all together, um, you know, six months later. And secondly is leverage your money better than you currently do.
0: For someone who has more of a creative mind, and they do want to start a business, but have no business know-how, mm-hmm. um, is it best for them to partner up with someone who does have more of a business background or do you think there are some basics that they can kind of just move forward with?
1: I guess it depends on like what kind of business you want to build and how big of a business you want to build. Mm-hmm. You know, there are lifestyle businesses that I think that you can, that you can be solely creative and not have a business mind and be just fine. Right? So if you want to make, you know, $75,000 a year, and you want to be you're a photographer and you can just book clients, I think arguably you could do that by yourself. If you want to build a bigger business than that, if you want to build a half a million dollar business, if you want to build a multi-million dollar business, it's shown that, uh, and the organizations that I work with often require, uh, so I work with accelerators, which are these sort of incubation centers for businesses. And they often require that there are two founders, number one, and most of the time, those founders are one is business or sales and the other is uh, creative or technical.
0: What kind of teams do you see are the most successful or when you are creating a team, what type of people work the best together or what kind of indicators do you look for?
1: I, I think profile in person is maybe hard. Maybe you can get to that. Uh, as I talk through it, but the biggest thing that comes to mind is like selflessness is paramount. You know, one of the companies I'm working with right now, there is a tech. There's a tech related guy, and he's a brainiac. He's a wonder wonder kid. The other is your salesman, great fundraiser, you know and and on its face, the techie brain child is terrible at so many things, you know? like, He's mm-hmm. not a great listener, you know, all these things. But in the end, like they both are selfless. And what they want out of it is to build something really cool. And they're not focused on winning the moment or the month. They want to win like the whole game. Right. And the whole game is a 10, 15 year horizon. And and so selflessness, selflessness, selflessness. And but um, we, we see as these companies build if you start to get a culture of aggressiveness, which is great, again, like you need to be aggressive, you need to, you know, be hardworking. But if you don't have a sense of selflessness, you will, um, it will lead to infighting, it will lead to all sorts of culture issues. And so selflessness to me is like the biggest indicator of those that will be successful. Now you need all the other things, right? Like you have to, you know, you have to be relatively smart Um, you know whether it's book smart or that's Mm -hmm. street smart you have to um, you've got to be willing to deal with pain right like it's painful yeah criticism
0: and feedback and be able to just apply it to your work and not your personal self that's right Mm -hmm.
1: and 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 how long it takes and how winding of a road it is and the monetary like the monetary side things like it's super hard you know but some people are like some people live like I love it like I'm obsessed with the muck and the mire and the like the the unknown. Other people don't want that, you know. Like other people want consistent consistency. They want comfort. They want safety. Like I want chaos that I can help turn in, into some somewhat of order.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that as a trend between entrepreneurs now. This just like the process and loving the process of like figuring it out and not knowing what's going to happen next and not liking the nine to five stability type of culture.
1: For sure. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think it's an interesting question for you. Like, do you think entrepreneurs see entrepreneurship as a career?
0: By title? I suppose so, right? Like you can slap that on and it means a million different things. But yeah, it's not a one Like if I'm an entrepreneur now, I become entrepreneur level two next year. Like there's nowhere to go up or down. Or it's just who you are, kind of thing. Um, What what skills are essential for an entrepreneur?
1: What skills are so not
0: or like character not character? Okay, so
1: characteristics Mm -hmm. to create creativity naturally is actually one of them. Like big time. And I think there's a whole unpacking of like what what creativity means, but let's um, get
0: into it now. What is creativity?
1: <laughs> now, okay. I don't know that there's like a full dis- description or, or definition of creativity, but there's a few things that come to mind. Um, the concept of originality, right, is 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 obviously in there. I think the most interesting creativity is sort of original value creation, right. And um, and that's that's what I like the most. I think creativity and entrepreneurship, which I think are very closely tied. uh, I actually think that they are across spectrums. They're like, for example, they're across careers, right? Like, I actually don't think entrepreneurship is a career. I think it is a mentality that is very closely tied to creativity. And I think that you see it across all careers and industries and types of people. Mm-hmm. um i personally think that all people have some creativity in them um and and i think it's just a matter of how much and if they get to u- use it a lot so this concept of original value creation is super interesting to me because um it's taking something unformed and forming it um such that people can use it right And most often you think of creativity in the sort of fine arts perspective, but I think that's because it's the most visual, right? Like you think of creatives as, hey, you know, I took a piece of paper, I took a, you know, uh, a canvas and I made it beautiful, right? And and people want to consume it. They want to look at it. Uh, I think entrepreneurship is very much the same. I I think it's taking something super unformed and making sense of it and order of it such that people want to consume it. The reason I say original value creation uh, is I think there's creativity at multiple layers. I think there's original creativity, which is like an artist, like they're taking something, like it's it's coming from somewhere, right? But totally unformed and turning into something Mm -hmm. formed. I also think there's creativity on top of like original creators. So I think an artist, like a fine artist, is original uh, creative. Um, I think an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur, is an original value creator. I do think there is creativity on top of those building blocks as well, right? So if you go in a corporation, people are taking new concepts, you know, processes or formulas and saying, oh, here's here's another way to think about it, right? Here's another way to do it. and, 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 and again, that's why I think someone who is, um, you know, a manager, like there's a, a lot of creativity that has to go into that. Uh, but I would argue, one, it's not as creative. And for me, it's not a type of creativity that I want to be a part of. Like, I want to go zero, zero miles per hour to 20 miles per hour. I'm not interested in something that's already going 40 miles an hour and taking it, you know, to 50.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if that answers your question, but
0: it totally does. It means whatever you want it to. <laughs> um, what do you wish you would have known at the beginning of your career? Not called a career career.
1: What do I wish I would have known? Mm. S- uh, school is overrated. Just it just is. Gross. Like like traditional schooling is is messed up. There's a lot of things I have strong opinions about, and that's one of them. is It's broken, um, and we're spending too much money. And you know, I still have debt. Like I shouldn't have. There's no reason I should have debt. Uh, part of part of that is you know, part of that is just managing your finances better. But part of it is the 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 value for the you know, like the value the, the return for the cost of the education. And so I w- I wish I would have. I wish I would have known more about the ROI of that. And I think I would have done things differently. Now, being a lawyer helped me get me to where I am today, right? So seven Mm -hmm. years of school helped me. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: There are so many of those, like, the people who normally would be defined as more creative. It is harder for you to, like, find your place in school mm because you're, like, I don't fit in this box or that box or like no one's seeing what talent I have outside of these classes. And so it is hard for people sometimes to feel like they're going to be successful in the future, which is kind of mm. what's driving this too, because when I was younger, I had no one in my life who did anything creative and didn't really even have like a career. And so I was like, I don't even know what a job is, yeah. like grow up and do stuff. And so it took a long time to just figure out what's out there, what the jobs are, and that what I was studying wasn't ultimately the final place of what my career was going yeah. to
1: be. Yeah. And so one of the major drivers of your like concern or discontentment was like, you didn't see success on the other end because you didn't, mm-hmm. there was no model, yeah. you weren't seeing a model for, oh, at the end of this, here's where I'm going to be and this is how I'm going to be successful. hmm Yeah. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. I. Um, I mean, that goes so much deeper though, right? Like of like success and what that means. Mm -hmm. And um, it's maybe a whole another conversation, but like- (laughs) Part two. Part two, like get, you know, get financially stable and like success looks a lot differently than the world tells you it looks, you know? And and so like, I get it. Um, And I guess we do need, I guess we do need mentors and uh, people that have gone before us that give us some indication of what it looks like. I would argue, Melanie, is that um, the most creative of people are okay living without like a specific model to follow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would argue that. That'd
0: be true. Yeah. I mean, I, just, like, I don't like they're just gonna figure it out along the way and yeah. let's,
1: let's see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, so so I when I educate these entrepreneurs, so I'm a entrepreneur in residence for this accelerator, and so I sit with six entrepreneurs. Got great businesses um, every week for an hour. And they always ask me, do you have a template? Do you have a template? And like, I get it. Like it's easier, but I'm just different. Like I I don't normally say, hey, do you have a template? I say like, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to start drafting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get in a Google, you know, I'm going to get in a PowerPoint and just start drafting.
0: Mm -hmm. Would that be your biggest piece of advice to anyone? Just like, just go try to do stuff.
1: Yeah, like, totally. That, that would be my concept about testing. Just go test.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like we gotta stop being so concerned about, oh, is this gonna reach the masses and just reach the person across from you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, again, it's been a theme for my life of, oh, like I wanna build this amazing company where someone writes a book about me. Like, g- first of all, get over yourself, you know, <laughs> Grant, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> get over yourself and focus on the people right around you, you know? Like you're mm-hmm. trying you're trying to build an international company before you have built a cluster, mm-hmm. like build a cluster. And then the cluster will cluster off of that and you build associated clusters. And then all of a sudden, oh, like, oh, you have a business here. Oh, wow, oh, now I need to start to form some more process and, you know, more people and fund it and those things. But like we're getting caught up in, you know, worrying about success and worrying about what it should look like and um but maybe i'm different like i don't read books you know i don't you know i'm not i'm just different
0: all right final question yeah. what do you want to pass on to the next generation
1: yeah. yeah the straightforward answer and then i'll maybe put a spin on it okay if i can you can, can i create can i create within to. within the question
0: it would be against my nature to say no
1: <laughs> um what one would be to have a healthy disregard for money. like once you can get rid of that and I say healthy disregard, right like there's some principles you need to have, right? Like you've got you have to be stable. but beyond that, like who cares how much extra money you have like mm-hmm. just like go out and li- like do what you're supposed to do. And the second is to live a purpose mission driven life. Right. Like those are the two things that I want people to really. I mean, one, hopefully agree about and then two. Like, lean into it and like make make it make it their life's focus, because I, I think with those two things, the first one, it, like if you really take stock of your life, figure out what you like, how you're gifted, what your skill set is, um, look at where you're at in the world, figure out who you're supposed to interact with and help or impact. Um, And then you can define that mission and the way that you're gonna help those people or do those things, Uh, that is paramount to happiness. That is paramount to impacting the next generation. And then the other part is the finances, which is, okay, now, assuming that you truly buy into that of what you like what your mission is and you're not you're not gonna get totally off track um, you've got to be okay that there's not a big windfall of money a big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Once you can get rid of that like it's freeing it is so freeing. So the cool part for me is you know at 35, I'm there, you know, like I'm, I'm there with those two things. I wasn't there at 25, I wasn't there at 30. I have had both of those wrong. And so my hope would be that I can build a community, build a framework where people can come into events and programs and, you know, casual settings. They can meet each other. We can help understand who they are. What they want to do with their lives, and um, and play out those two things.
0: Thank yeah. you, Grant. Thank you for your time. We'll wrap it up.
1: This is that great. Was... All right, cool. I like. I'm super excited. You're doing a podcast, and
0: like what I'm, I'm now care? jealous.
1: I'm now <laughs> jealous.
0: Are you gonna take over my podcast? You wouldn't. Wanna...
1: Oh yeah. You okay. So now we're gonna it. start the oh, okay. uh,
0: <laughs> Nope. Uh, Alright. Bye. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Melanie.